Welcome in to Moving the Chains. I'm Kevin Thomas alongside Drell Hendricks. Got a great interview lineup today for our ring season recap. A very special guest, the head coach of the 2022 4A state champion, South Lawrence Bruins, Drew Marlowe. Coach, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are y'all? Doing well. And we appreciate your time. We really do. This is you guys' first time tuning in. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube at Moving Chains, M O V I N C H A I N S. Our new website, movingchange.com, and our podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, and more. This was Coach Marlowe's third season as the head coach of the Brewers. They went 15 and 0 on their way to the state title. Coach, we really didn't get to see you guys play this year. What were maybe your kind of schemes and styles and offensive defense that you ran? Uh, defensively, uh, we're a 3 4 uh, reduction based defense. Um, play a lot of cover two, cover three behind that. Um, Try to keep things pretty simple on defense. Let our kids uh, be great athletes and and, and play fast. Um, and then offensively, um, we are a you know at our core we're a power run team. Um, I like to use a lot of different formations, play with tight ends and fullbacks and, and stuff like that. Uh, run a lot of gap schemes, uh, power counter, and some buck sweep stuff. Um, and then we were you know a big play action pass, boot, um, take deep vertical shots. Um, kind of kind of offense is what we, you know, ended up evolving uh, into this year. So, Coach, you guys got it done, obviously, going 15-0 on both sides of the ball. You averaged 48 points per game on offense, 15 on defense. Um, everyone knows your all-world punter and Lenore Sellers, but who are some other guys that led you guys along the way? Yeah, you know, not enough credit um, was given this year uh, to our offensive line and our tight ends. Uh, they – they were dominant uh, for most of the year. Everybody gets sort of enamored with, you know, the 60-yard bombs that Lenoris is throwing. And, and don't get me wrong, that makes you better up front, right, when you've got the the threat of, of, of those deep shots. But, you know, our offensive line was uh, phenomenal all year long. Um, Hunter McCleary was our right tackle, um, three-year starter for us at right guard. We had um, – we played a couple of guys there, but mostly it was Connor Jones. Um, he was just a junior this year, but he was also a three-year starter, started as a freshman for us. Uh, at center, we had Nate McGee, another three-year starter. Um, at left guard, we had uh, Justin Joe, um, three-year starter. He was just a junior, though, so he's coming back. And uh, left tackle, we had Zywan Sumter, uh, who uh, Two-year starter for us. He was a senior this year. So, and, and then a tight end and, and H back. We had Rodney Lassane. Uh, he's just a junior. He'll be coming back. And we used a number of other guys kind of at the at the other tight end position. But those guys really, you know, set the tone. I thought for us uh, for the whole year, we were able to, you know, run the ball and be really physical doing it. And um, great players. You know, defensively, Jalen Davis and Trokel Prue anchored everything at inside and outside linebacker. They were. Dominant. Both of them had over 100 tackles on the year. Uh, Jalen Davis played our field outside linebacker. He set our school record for sacks in the season with 17. Um, and frankly, could have had a lot more than that probably. We, we pulled Jalen early in a lot of games. Um, but uh, those two guys, really phenomenal defense for us this year. And Coach, that was something, if you, if you guys watched our show, I was hyping on all year long. I think I heard you preseason say that Everybody knows about sellers in the offense, but the defense could have been the strength of the team. And I felt like it, you know, yeah. almost kind of was all year for you guys. And yeah. you know, those numbers that Jarrell stated 48 on offense, 15 on defense. Did that allow you guys maybe to, to be more aggressive on one side of the ball or the other? Because knowing that the other side is going to pick you up and not have any issues, you know, if you put if you did put them in a bad spot at some place. 
Yeah, you know, I think so. I think that, you know, we – I felt like that offensively, once we scored 21, we were going to win the game. I felt like, you know, we scored 21, we're going to win. And, um, you know, I think defensively they, they felt the same way probably. Um, we got into some tighter ball games at the end of the year, played against two, I mean, phenomenal offenses um, in, in AC Flora and uh, Northwestern. And, um, you know, those were games that we knew we were going to have to score a lot of points. But, you know, I think that um, – I think I think we were a good team this year. You know, a lot of teams get divided between the offense and the defense. But I thought both sides really did a good job of complementing each other. And I think our kids really believed in each other, um, you know, the offense and the defense and the defense and the offense. Coach Marlowe, uh, before we get into this season, I, I want to take a look back at last year. Uh, you guys really had a role and you had a great year. Uh, but kind of you lost your leader, Lenora Seller. She goes down with a, an injury early. Um, you know, how did that kind of – that experience from last year help build this year's team? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, um, I bring that up with a lot of people that, you know, last year was a year that, you know, in, in, in our – last year was year two. And so in, in year one, we wanted to set a standard and make sure everybody understood, you know, what it meant to play football here. Um, year two, we needed to learn how to win. And you're right, we came out the gate pretty hot. Um, Lenoris was, you know, pretty under the radar uh, and, um, you know, really let some people up early. Um, lost a tough triple overtime game at South Point. And then, um, you know, we lose Lenoris in the first quarter of the fifth game of the year. Um, so we had to change. We had to evolve. We couldn't do the same things that we could do with Lenoris. And um, we had to learn how to win. Uh, in spite of, you know, us not having our quarterback. We had to do it a different way, and, and we were able to win um, some games moving forward. We obviously struggled uh, there at the end of the year not being able to throw the ball, but that really established, I think, the dominance of our offensive line this year. Uh, we were so dependent on them and our defense. Our offensive line and our defense really, you know, if we were going to win games, it was going to be on their back. It wasn't going to be – we weren't able to create a lot of explosive plays, so – in some ways, losing Lenoris last year, I think, set us up to be, um, you know, really good on defense and really good, you know, up front just because of the way we had to go about winning last year after we lost them. You guys play in a, a really tough region, that region 6-4A, you know, maybe arguably the toughest 4A region in the state. And on top of that, you had a, a heck of a non-region schedule, too, with guys like South Point, Oceanside, Carolina Forest, et cetera. You know, you mentioned a couple of the tougher contests late in the year on the in the playoff run. How did your, your regular season schedule really help you kind of prepare for that? Yeah, um, you know, I think that uh, you always want to expose your teams to other good teams, you know, before their games that you have to win. And for us, um, our bye week falls at such a perfect time. You know, we play five non-region games, and we have a bye, then we play five region games, and then we play um, – uh, playoff games. So we kind of look at, you know, we've got three five-game seasons. You know, the first five-game seasons is all about finding out who we are, what we're best at. And then I see region play is really the start of the playoffs because that's where your your seeding is going to be determined. And, and there is such a huge difference between being a one seed and being a, a two or a three seed. Uh, it, it really, really um, has a tremendous impact on, you know, your ability to go deep into the playoffs. And so when our region schedule starts, we feel like um, we need to know who we are, what we're good at, what we're not good at, and um, 
you know, really work to either A, get rid of the things we're not good at or, or B, work really hard to improve on them because, you know, starting with every game matters, but, you know, starting with region play, that's going to determine, you know, kind of how your season's going to end. And so uh, I thought it was great for our kids to be exposed to playing on big, you know, bigger stages with Oceanside, Carolina Forest and uh, uh, South Point in particular and Goose Creek too. You know, we opened up the season at Goose Creek. Um, that was a tough little stretch there where we were in a lightning delay until about 9.30, had to drive home and then drive back Saturday to play again just to be in another lightning delay. Um, but, yeah, I think that our Northern Region schedule really prepared us for the rest of the year. All right, Coach, so let's look. You, you know, you said you broke your season down, um, and you ended up that, that first part of your season against South Point. Uh, South Point was a team that was number one at the time. Um, they had blown out Gaffney. Uh, you know, everyone was really, really high on them. And you guys, you know, on, you know, looking for a better term, you took them behind the woodshed uh, before that bye week. Um, how much confidence did that give your bunch? Or were you expecting that type of performance? Um, I expected us to play really well. Uh, I did not expect us to win 42 to 7. Uh, I would be lying if, if I, you know, if I said I was. Um you know, really, you know, leading up into that game, we we had not played well. Um, we played really well against Goose Creek to open up the season, and then we had two two games there with, with Oceanside and, and Orangeburg that we played well below, you know, our standard uh, and, and what, you know, I believe we were. Um, played a pretty good game against Carolina Forest, but, you know, I think that our kids um, – our kids – I'll say this – our kids had a lot more confidence going into the South Point game than I did. Uh, but they gave me a lot of confidence, too, in the way that they just approached the week. We had the best week of practice uh, that we've had since I've been here that week, extremely focused and, and, and very much. Um, we didn't talk about South Point. We didn't talk about, you know, our game against them last year. We didn't talk about them being the defending state champs or being ranked number one. We, we talked all week about us and what we had to do to be the very best that we could be, you know, that Friday night. And um, I think when the game was over, I was a little surprised. I mean, our kids were excited, don't get me wrong, but but they were very um, – I got the feeling they very much expected that to happen, and there wasn't a huge, you know, celebration. I mean, you know, our fans kind of went crazy, but, you know, our kids were very um, – you know, I was kind of worried about, you know, after that game kind of how we would react, but it was, it was the same all the way through. Our, our kids were super confident. When you got a group that's like that um, – you're hard to beat, you know. Looking back at the, at the 4A state championship game, a 57 to 30 victory over Northwestern out of the upper state, what did you guys do so well that allowed you to kind of pull away late in that ball game and get that victory? Yeah, well, well first of all, our, de our defense finally started playing a little bit better. We, we did not play well in the first half on defense. I was um, not pleased with, with our defensive performance. Um, you know, we knew they were a tempo team. They got us with tempo some. They got us with some uh, some different formations that we did not get lined up to quickly enough. Uh, and um, we just – we played really bad on defense in the first half, um, frankly. We just – we weren't getting lined up fast enough and just, you know, just didn't play well. And so I think it was really back and forth for maybe the first – I think we both scored touchdowns on, like, what, our first – three or four possessions each, something like that. Um, I don't think anybody punted until they went through the second quarter. Um, but really, you know, we just kind of tightened up on defense a little bit. They were um, they were a good defensive team, too. You know, I'll, I'll, 
kind of like us, you know, everybody kind of went to their offense because they were scoring, scoring so many points and they had, uh, you know, seven out there at receiver who was a, you know, a really great player, but, but their defense was really good too. And they were young. Uh, they're, they're going to be uh, an extremely tough team to beat for the next year or two. Um, they got a sophomore defensive tackle who's as good as anybody we played against this year. But um, we, we finally started stopping them on well, defense. That's, that's what allowed us to, to pull away. I mean, uh, I know that sounds simple, but, you know, started stopping them. And then, and then we sputtered a little bit in the third quarter on offense, you know. Um, so, but, but we were able to put it together, you know, enough at the end, create some explosive plays. And I think that our run game finally kind of warmed down a little bit uh, for us to be able to score a couple of rushing touchdowns there late in the game. Well, that's a tough bunch to stop. So, there's no, no shame in that. So, you just say, you know, it was tough to stop them. So, that, that's no easy task. Uh, but moving on, we heard you tell a, a great story about Lenore Sellers in that last touchdown pass in the championship game. Um, if you don't mind telling the listeners, you know, how that play came about uh, with that story. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we got they, – they went for it on fourth down, and, you know, the game was over. It was 50 to 30 at this point. I think there was maybe two and a half minutes or so left. Um, ran a play, got a good positive game, and then got a – a penalty. Anyways, it ends up as third long. And um, I let the clock run all the way down and I called timeout. And, uh, you know, I was just kind of thinking when they were coming over to the side, you know, it was third and like 15 or 18, something. It was third and a long way. Uh, and, um, you know, he came over and just looked at me and I just said, all right. I said, this is going to be, you know, your your last high school play. And what do you want it to be? And he said, I want to throw the fade to Evan, uh, Evan Singletary. Um, he and Evan have grown up playing uh, football together since they were 10 years old in rec league here in Florence. Um, and uh, he said that's what he wanted his last play to be. And I said, all right, go do it. And uh, as they turned to, you know, go out there on the field to do it, I, I yelled out there. I said, Don't, that's your last high school play being in completion now. And um, so – uh, they dropped back, you know, and I, I know a lot of people, particularly probably Northwestern people, weren't happy, you know, and uh, my intent was not to run up the score or, you know, anything like that. It was a kid who has had a phenomenal career, who's had the largest impact probably of any human being uh, on this school um, and one of the larger impacts on, you know, Florence School District in general, you know, letting him have that last play, you know, I, I thought was important. And I'll take all the criticism that comes with it, but um that was special to see, you know, for those two to to make that last play happen and just kind of, you know, put a punctuation on the end of that game and end of our season was was really cool and really special for, for me to watch. You guys won the first football state championship in South Florence history. And that night it was just an awesome atmosphere. I mean, your crowd filled up the side. I mean, really it was a great, you know, crowd on both sides, really. But what did this season mean not only to your program, but really to the whole Florence community? Yeah, well, it, it meant a lot to our program, first and foremost, because of just, you know, how far we've come in three years, I think. Um, you know, for the South Lawrence community, I think that um, – make sure I say this the right way. I think that for a long time, Florence has had good football, but but nothing special. Uh, Wilson won a state championship in 2007. Um, and I think with the exception of that, you know, very few, you know, 10 win years, you know, very few deep playoff runs, very, you know, very few big games, if you will. And um, I think that, you know, we, we built new stadiums at all three high schools. Uh, 
this has been just our second two years ago. This was just our second year, you know, playing in our own stadium. And I think that created a lot of excitement, a lot of buzz. And our superintendent, you know, deserves a lot of credit for, you know, bringing big time football to Florence. And um, that was something that, you know, kind of got people interested. And then, you know, we start winning and, you know, carried a, you know, a big crowd there to uh, Columbia for the state championship game. I, I think it meant a lot to our community. I think that it creates a lot of pride in your community when, you know, you have a team that's being recognized, you know, on a, on a, on a big state, on a, on a larger level, we'll say that than, than normal. So um, I think it's been really, really good for everybody in Florence. You mentioned earlier in the interview, um, you gained momentum, obviously, from the successful season you guys had last year. Um, but every team is different. Uh, when did you know in particular that this team would be special? Um, not necessarily you know, knowing that they would go undefeated, but you knew that they, they were a really special group. Um, at the beginning of, of uh, January last year when we started, um, you know, working out of the weight room, um, you know, we're, we're pretty tough on our guy, you know, so is everybody. But we try to create a lot of adversity in the weight room and, and uh, try to make it really, really, really hard. Uh, January, February, March in particular. Uh, our strength coach, Sean Armstrong, does a, does a really great job with that. But um, the way that they handled uh, the workload and the way that, you know, I thought that they were developing as a team, um, I knew that, that this was going to be a special year. I mean, honestly, I knew this was going to be a special year two years ago. Uh, I remember getting ready to scrimmage Carolina Forest and Ian uh, Guerrero was down there and we were talking and you know, I told him that I thought we were going to be pretty good, you know, that year. But I said, I said, Ian, I said, in two years, we're going to explode. I said, we're going to shock a lot of people. And, um, you know, just because of the talent that we had. Um, now, you can have a lot of talent and not, not you know, not do well. Uh, but, you know, this group of seniors really did a great job of, you know, stepping up, becoming leaders, holding, you know, themselves accountable, holding the, you know, everybody around them accountable and, it was just an extremely focused group. They knew what they wanted to do. They knew what they wanted to achieve. And, and every week they went out and, and they did what they had to do. Um, all the credit in the world goes, goes to our kids and, and the work they put in and what they did uh, to, to do something special this year. Well, Coach, got a couple easier ones here for let you get out uh, for the day. So maybe it's either in your office before the game or on the bus ride. What's on your pregame playlist you're trying to get hyped up for Friday night? <laughs> Uh, I'll, I'll disappoint you a little bit. I don't listen to music a whole lot uh, okay. on, on Fridays. I, I try to uh, – I'm pretty hype. Uh, I try to stay calm, uh, to be honest with you. You know, I used to be, uh, you know, drinking those energy drinks and all that kind of stuff. Now I try to make sure I just drink. I'm, I'm pretty hype. I don't need any help with that. I need to be calm. So, uh, honestly, I normally read or listen to a book on tape. Uh, I like I like reading books and listening to books and so. I usually actually, you know, on the bus or, you know, in that time before a game, I try to distract myself, honestly, and try to not think about the game a little bit. Uh, so no, 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 no game day playlists. Love it. Love it. Classic moving the chains question. You know, we're coming down to a game in South Florence, which we were able to do a couple times this year. Where are we stopping pregame to get a good meal in that area? Old Brothers. Okay. Without, without, without a doubt, that is my favorite place to eat in Florence. It is, uh, it's great food, great people, and um, they've got two locations. So, uh, I got it. So, what's it? What's your go-to meal? Um, 
I love their uh, their barbecue chicken and the macaroni and the green beans. Okay. Um, they've also got good wings and good brisket, stuff like that. So they've, they've got a good variety there. That works for me. So, Coach, I don't know if you're on this committee or not. I'm going to assume you're not here. Um, but who would your vote have gone to for Mr. Football this year? Golly. Yeah, Yeah. I'm not sure if I'll get in trouble for criticizing this or not, but um, I don't really care. That that was uh, that was unbelievable. Yeah. I'm not saying the boy, you know, that one is not a good player, but good grief, Lenore Sellers is the best football player in the state this year, and one of the best football players that's played in this state in a long time. Most definitely. Uh, like I said, we got to come down to your new stadium. Um, but for those who did not get the opportunity to do so, you know, um, what makes it so special? And can you kind of describe that atmosphere that you guys have at Bruin Stadium each Friday night? Yeah. Um, what makes it special for us at South Florence is that it's our own. You know, when you share a stadium with, with three other schools for, well, I guess Florence has done that forever, but um, there's just – it's a terrible environment over there. Number one, you know, there's no branding. There's no, there's no nothing, you know, on the 50 or, you know, painted on the field is the district logo, which is, you know, fine. But, you know, the fact that, that our logo and our branding is everywhere. I mean, it is everywhere in that stadium, you know, makes it special to us, makes it feel like it's our own. You know, I think the next thing is just that um, it's not too big, you know, in high school now, I mean, let's be honest, you, you don't have 10,000 people that go to games anymore. You do here and there, you know, every now and then when, you know, Gaffney and Burns are both really good, you, you might. But, you know, for the most part, you know, I think our stadium is the perfect size. It seats about 5,000. And um, so when 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 our side is full, you know, it feels full and it's, uh, you know, a really great environment. Uh, our students did a better job this year of, you know, creating – you know, an atmosphere that, you know, was exciting to play in. We had a couple of games this year that were really, really packed and, you know, really full of people. And um, so it, it's been really nice to uh, to have. Well, Coach, this has been great. Definitely all of our listeners to go check out Coach Marlowe and the Bruins program on Twitter, Facebook, et cetera. They do a great job with stats and highlights and notes to keep you guys um, you know, tune in on that type of stuff. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, et cetera, like I mentioned earlier, movingchains.com. Drill, anything else for Coach? We'll let him go this morning. I just want to say continued success, Coach. Uh, had a lot of fun on um, this year covering your program. Um, and not just, you know, your special talent, Laura Sellers. Everybody you guys had um, truly, I would say, one of the most complete teams that we were able to watch um, this season and uh, got to go down to that new stadium. If anyone's in that area, go check out and support these programs. Um, it was a lot of fun, a lot of energy. We got to see two big games that we thought on paper you guys blew them out because you were so good this season. Uh, but just continued success. Looking forward to see the trajectory of your program um, as you continue to build down there and uh, just really excited for the future. Thanks so much, guys. And, and I want to say this, too. Thank you all so much for what you guys do to promote, you know, high school athletics. Um, it's really special when you guys come because, you know, our kids get so excited about it. I personally appreciate, you know, the the, the positive exposure, you know, that our kids get from you guys. And um, I'd never really watched, you know, what y'all do, you know, put it all together. But after the season, I went through and watched, you know, our stuff, then I found myself watching other teams, and this is really fantastic. So 
this was a brilliant idea, whichever one of you two came up with it. Um, and thank you so much for, for what you do to promote and uh, promote our kids and promote our programs. Well, Coach, we appreciate the, thank, the kind words. That's awesome to hear. And we really appreciate your time today. Look forward to catching up with you again either this offseason or early next year at some point. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks, Coach.